Warning. The following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh my god. Uh, Jesus. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cape Bible. I'm so happy to be back for yet another goddamn episode. Honestly, every week that I get to be with you guys, that I get to speak through this little fucking mic that I got at Facebook Marketplace has honestly been such a blessing. And I'm so happy with all the love and support that I've gotten through these past months for the show. And I mean, you know what? Shout out to you guys. You guys have really cured my seasonal depression. Actually, you guys have just really cured my depression. It's I, I, I couldn't have asked for more. So thank you. Uh, Thank you, bitch. Okay. So we got to talk about what happened this past Halloween, October 31st. Wait, is that? I'm pretty sure. Wait. Hey, Suri, what day is Halloween on? on Monday, the 31st of Okay, I was correct. I know my fucking days. Okay. So yes, like I was saying, we got to talk about what happened this past Halloween, October 31st, 2021. Okay. Well, you know what? I always say the best part of this show is the story time. So I'm going to give you one nice, long, and thick. So So here we go. So in starting this story, I think it's safe to mention and tell everybody that doesn't possibly already know this, that there are two types of people in gay world when it comes to Halloween. So for the first ones, we have the ones that want to take any kind of concept and turn it into a slutty fucking pastime. And for the second ones, the second kind of gays, we have the ones that want to dress up as simple dick repellent, meaning that you dress up as a nasty ratchet looking ass bitch. Like literally you look at them and you're like, Ugh! like it's kind of like that scene from Mean Girls when Katie goes into the house and everybody is like dressed up as a total slut and people are looking at her being like, oh, you got the wrong house, <laughs> wrong house, bitch. I'm going to let you take a lucky guess as to which kind of gay that I was for this year. If you're still guessing, you really don't know me at all. (laughs) You're fucking slacking. You're fucking slacking. I dressed up so gross this year and I loved every second of it. And the best part of all of this was how uncomfortable it made everybody. Now, I'm going to describe my costume for anybody that did not see me that night or was simply avoiding me so they wouldn't have to look at how gross this costume was. So what I was pretty much wearing is I was wearing black overalls, a long sleeve camo shirt and nasty. When I say nasty, I like I underline the word nasty. I wore the nastiest prosthetic teeth that you could ever find. Overall, to sum up my look, I was a white trash hick. And the best part about this costume is I didn't even have to leave my house to get everything I needed for the look. 
All I needed was my closet. So look, I'm going to be completely honest. When it comes to Halloween, I really am a half-ass bitch when it comes to it. I always plan my Halloween costumes very much last minute. I'm sure we all do, so I don't even feel bad about that. But when it comes down to it, I don't like spending that much money on my costume. So what I'll pretty much do is I'll just always DIY it, meaning I'll look in my closet. I'll be like, okay, what can we do? It's kind of like when you're broke as fuck and you're looking in your refrigerator and you only have spam, rice, and lettuce, and you're looking at that and you're like, you know what? I know what we're doing. I know what we're doing. We're good. That's kind of like the same way that I look at my closet when it comes for Halloween. I'm like, okay, we could do this. We could cut that up. We could put glue on that. We could put, we could spray paint that. We could, you know, it's, it's a whole process. It's a whole process. But this year I honestly wanted to stick to my roots. Like I really wanted to play a character this year. And I'm looking back at my childhood and I was like, well, I was kind of raised on like a compound, you know, slash farm. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. We should do white trash, gross looking farm boy with a little hint of incest and inbreeding. You know, we should just, can we do it? Should we? Is it too soon? No, we should do it. Let's do it. Yes. So what I did from that is I got on the overalls. I put on the camo shirt. I got some nasty ass teeth from my aunt that she had weirdly enough just been holding on to. I I, I don't know why. Um, in a weird way, she kind of pass them on to me as if they were a family heirloom. But um, you know what? Um, That's probably the nicest thing I'll get from my family. So I'm here for it. I cannot describe it, but I felt so alive when I looked that gross. I really can't describe it. And maybe somebody else can vouch for me that feels the exact same way as to why. But I feel so alive and so good when I look that gross. And I wasn't just wearing that costume. I was the costume that night. Like it was, it was serving. It was giving Academy Award. It, it was giving. I loved it. Like it was giving in all the wrong ways. <laughs> and I don't know what I was expecting when I was dressing up like this, but I'm going to tell you what I should not have been expecting. And that goes for anybody that dresses up like this for Halloween. And that is Dick. If you're expecting dick when you dress up like that, because, you know, you just want to be different. You just want to feel it. You just want to feel your inner grossness. You should never be expecting dick. You are dick repellent that night. If you go out on Halloween night and your whole thing is expecting a guy to sweep you up on your feet, then, honey, you need some actual medical help because that is not going to happen. No, no gay man well, or man in general is going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know they look truly disgusting and deformed, but I bet underneath is a beautiful man somewhere. No, 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 no. They're looking at you more specifically, and they are thinking to themselves, holy shit, that looks like the same thing that showed up to my front fucking door three nights ago. Yeah, we're going to say no, 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 it's it's uh, no, no, thanks. Goodbye. Okay, but honestly, the real reason I like to dress really fucking gross, especially when it comes to Halloween, is because when I go out to the bars or the clubs, I really don't have to worry about dealing with perverted, disrespectful, grody ass men. I still remember the very first time I had a random guy, the very first time, a random nasty, because they're never cute. If they're cute, it would be fine, but they're never cute. That's the thing. And I had this guy come up to me 
or rather behind me and just grab my ass. And my whole world changed after that. And during this moment, I was like, wait, what? I thought this only happened to women. The fuck? You got me fucked up. Like, excuse me, sir. Get your grungy ass hands off of me, you little simp dick little bitch. Uh Uh-uh. We're not here for that. Uh Uh-uh. Not the vibe. You got the wrong bitch. And for the women that listen to this show, look, all jokes aside, I am so sorry that this has ever happened to you because after this happened to me, I like looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like, Oh my God. Like I am woman. I understand. Oh my God. I felt the thousands of years of woman suppression boil through my veins. Like, Oh, now for the people that consistently watch our show and, you know, tune into each and every single episode, you might be wondering, wait, Jake, haven't you already done this episode before? And to that, I say, yes, we did do this episode about two months ago, but you know, in replaying the episode, I don't really feel like the information that I was giving you was really sticking in many ways. I think it was you know, kind of more of a joking episode, but I didn't really want this to be a full on, like, you know, like a gimmick of an episode. I really wanted this to be an episode of things that I truly do believe in and that this show really does believe in. And I think during that moment, we, and the person that I was doing it with, we were kind of making a joke about it and we were just, you know, playing off of each other's energy, but it was nothing that anybody was actually listening to and being like, okay, like that's real advice. You know, this isn't just a joke. So I really wanted to take the liberty and doing the episode again and really giving the episode the justice that it truly deserved. So I lay and behold in front of me the list of the 10 commandments. So this is the very first one. Number one, they shall always make sure one is clean before each and every single sexual encounter. So if you're wondering what the fuck, like, huh, What, what does this mean? What this means is this is an episode that I did. It was called The Douche. And pretty much if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. This was during the time that I really wanted to make a solid foundation for people wanting to have better, cleaner sex, especially if you were the one being the bottom. Because more specifically, I was so passionate about that episode because when I was first, you know, coming into the scene, you know, really having sex, I was very much clueless of it about the whole bottoming part. So I'm not going to lie. No fucking shame. Bitch was Picassoing and bitch was Picassoing a lot. You don't know what this is. Go check out episode two with disciple Garris. <laughs> he is the founding father of that term. But in saying that, yes, we need to hold ourselves to different standards than anybody else. Though nobody should ever make you feel bad for being, you know, you know, coming out a little dirty, you know, you Picasso in a dick. No one should ever make you feel shitty about that because that's just the part of having gay sex. And if they do, well, they're just a bitch and you should not be having sex with them anyways. But let's not lie to ourselves. We need to start holding ourselves to different standards. If you are given the option and you are given the information to never have to Picasso on a dick again, then fucking take that information because if you're not, you're kind of (laughs) gross. The bottom line for this point, number one, is holding ourselves to different standards, to having the best sex that we possibly can and not killing the mood. 
if you are given the information to never sneak a sneaky link on a dude again, then take that fucking goddamn information. Moving on. Okay, for the second one. They shall never conform to outside environments to appeal to the masses. Basically, what this pretty much is essentially letting everybody know is never conform to outside environments, never conform to the masses, you know, and that pretty much means never go into a group setting, you know, whether that's a bar or a club, a house party, anything that pertains to our community, never go in those spaces and be anybody else but yourself. I know that's so easy because as gay men, we have this shared experience of being kind of outcasted and, you know, never really fitting in, always kind of have to being a different person. But honey, do not bring that in to this community because not only can everybody smell right through that, they're not going to like you because of it. Second of all, you're going to feel like complete shit about yourself when the lights go on and then we all go back home. So never do that. And third of all, you're not really going to meet authentic people who are going to be truly a good friend to you if you're not authentically being yourself to them. So you're not going to be a good friend to them either. Okay, for the third one, those who wish to please or to be pleased must always have an exit plan in the back of their pocket. Guys, if you're not understanding this by now, then get the fuck out of here, you death fucking bitch. Listen up, lubricate those fucking ears. If you are not making an exit plan for yourself, whether that is a date, a hookup, I don't fucking care. Then you deserve whatever you get. I hope you waste your fucking precious time on a person that you will never see again. I don't even feel bad about what I just said. None of y'all are listening. I don't like, I don't know what I have to do to get this message across to you. I don't know if I have to shout it from the fucking rooftops or I have to put that message on every fucking douche and poppers bottle, but y'all all faggots are not listening. Oh my God. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say this one more fucking time and then I'm never going to say this again. We need to stop overestimating our plans and stop not giving ourselves an exit fucking plan to get out of spending any extra minutes or seconds or hours or days or whatever the fuck with these people that we have no interest in and are not going to see again. The best example is, yes, when I was a young gay, I would overestimate my plans all the fucking time. I just wasted hours of time with these fucking men that I don't, I didn't know the name to. I don't keep it in contact with. I fucking don't even follow anymore on Instagram. So stop. Stop, stop, stop. If you're going to hang out with a dude, do not overestimate your plans. Hang out with them. Go to a coffee shop. Walk around a park or something. But always make sure that you have an exit plan. Always, 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 always. Never let them drive you anywhere. You meet them places, okay? Okay. You always make sure you tell a friend. And you let that friend know that if they get a weird message to call them and act like your fucking mom died in a car accident. Like, come on! Uh, y'all are stressing me out anyways but the next person that comes to me and talks about their date that they had and how it was horrible if i hear in one of those sentences or, or any part of that story that you are saying to me and how you fucked up and didn't even make an exit plan because you were too fucking lazy i'm gonna look straight in your eyes straight in your eyes and be like bitch deserved it It's like, I hope he made you feel so uncomfortable after he bought you dinner. So number four, 
I don't know what that fucking voice was. And we're just going to ignore that. They shall always smile and do the queen's wave when faced with simp dick little bitches. Look, let's not lie. Any gay man that's listening knows immediately you're going to have to run into people that you don't like. This is a very small community. Okay. We've all fucked each other. We all know the dirt on each other. We know way too much about each other, way more than we would probably like to know. The sad fact of the matter is you're going to have to run into these people, especially if you are living and reside in a particular city, like in Seattle. Whenever I go to Seattle, I I always acknowledge that I'm going to have to at least run into people that I do not fuck with, but I keep my composure. I keep a good smile and I just be as kind as possible and I do the fucking queen's wave but you have to be okay with that fact and you always need to keep your composure and you should never be in the situation where you see somebody that you really don't like and be a complete bitch unless they've really fucked you over and then you can literally be like fuck off bitch but if it's just somebody that you don't casually like always keep your composure always at least say hi give a wave give a cute little smile number five ladies and faggots or should we just do the girls, the gays, and the they, thems? Okay, this is for you guys. Or, sorry, for 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 um, f- for y'all. There we go. That's better. Number five. They shall help thy fellow queens in times of trouble, no matter if one knows of the other. Guys, we are a beautiful small community. I mean, I know we got our quirks, but who doesn't at this point, but we're a beautiful community. We all have to be there for each other. And what that means is I would say two years ago, I brought a good friend of mine to the bar and, you know, she got a little sloshy, you know, a little drunky drunk, you know, and I couldn't find them that night and I was, you know, freaking out. So I finally did find them and they were in the bathrooms and I was so happy, but then immediately my smile went upside down immediately with just complete disappointment because surrounding him was a bunch of other men just watching him just waiting just waiting and in that moment i felt horrible i felt disgusted i was so disappointed and that's something you know i remember in the very first episode that i talked about how this show is going to bring to light the bad and toxic parts of this community that nobody wants to talk about. And that is one of them. Anybody that's newly gay, coming out, whatever, or just has never experienced this, this is what will happen. If you are not at a bar or a club or whatever environment that might be with people that truly love and care about you and don't care where you go, you will end up in a situation, possibly, I hope not, I'm crossing my fingers, that you will end up in a situation that if you get drunk and you're stumbling into the bathroom, you might run the risk of a group of men watching you, waiting to pounce on you, or a guy trying to take you home and take advantage of you. This happens all the time. It's very relevant in our community. And it was very disappointing in that moment. Not even one person offered to help him. They just were watching. And it was just disappointing. It was very disappointing. And we can do better. We can do better as people and we can do better as a community. So in summarizing all of this, all I'm trying to say for this one, for this one commandment is... If you see somebody that needs help, help them and don't just help them because it's going to make you look good. Just help them and see yourselves in them and realize that if you were in the same situation, you would want somebody to help you. Okay, so moving on once again, the sixth one must always respect our elder queens for we truly do owe them everything. Yeah, I don't really think I need to explain too much about this. You see an older gay 
you don't fucking talk shit about them. You respect them. If they come up to you and they ask you to buy you a drink or to just have a conversation with you. Yeah. I'm going to let you know what we're not doing. We're not looking at these individuals and being like, ew, gross. Like, no, thank you. Like, no, we're being, well, thank you so much. But unfortunately I am just not interested or you know what? Thank you so much, but I'm just not interested. You never look at them and say, ew, like, no, thank you. Like get the fuck away from me. And think of them as some nasty thing that's just off the side of the road. You know, don't look at them like you would look at me, you know, Uh, that's just not polite. It's just not. But a friend said it best. These individuals ran so we could walk. They've done everything. The reason that you're even at a gay bar right now, being able to kiss somebody and hold hands on the side of the fucking street without getting the shit kicked out of you is because of these individuals and these older gays. So we owe them everything. Get on your fucking knees for these old ass bitches and fucking thank them for what they've done. You know, and that comes up with the conversation. Okay, what if an older gay that I'm clearly not interested in comes up to me, starts talking to me and wants to buy me a drink? Well, first of all, immediately, if they're handling themselves properly and they're not, you know, because let's not let's not lie. Like it is the gay community. There has been a lot of grody ass fucking old men that have come up and, you know, they start, you know, <laughs> throwing on their charm (laughs) that is handsy touching groping and just kind of looking at you like a five dollar whore those men are different those men you obviously need to set a boundary and be like yeah fuck off like fuck off you're not you're not respecting me so i'm not going to respect you but the best situation is yes you get an older gay guy that wants to talk to you wants to buy you a drink honestly as a younger gay man, take that opportunity to talk to those individuals because honestly, those conversations are going to be a lot more of quality than the one that you get from a twink that just turned 24, like a lot more of a better quality of a conversation. You would be amazed at how well their knowledge will fill you up. Mm, you won't even be hungry at the end of the night, baby. Ugh. Anyways, let's moving on. This one has hands down probably got to be my favorite one because this applies so relevantly to everything. Number seven, they who wish to experience more in life must do so by always saying yes. Of course, if it's a safe situation. Now, I get it. We live busy lives. It's really easy sometimes to get in the routine of just, well, like I said, our lives. And that revolves around saying no. If things go against your daily routine, it makes you uncomfortable. You don't want to do it. I encourage you to say yes. Always say yes. Never say what if. What if I said yes? How would my life have been different? If you experience life like this, you will be amazed at the direction your life goes in by just saying a fucking simple word, yes. Now, there are stipulations to that. Obviously, if you know deep down that's not a safe environment or you're not going to be put in a safe environment, then yeah, definitely say no because you know we don't we don't need that. But if life presents something to you that just makes you uncomfortable but is not dangerous, but it just I don't know, it, it makes you nervous, your heart starts beating a million miles an hour, then that is a huge reason to start doing it. And plus, we are gay men. We are gay fucking men. We are gay individuals, the they thems, the girls. We are an amazing group of individuals where life is just so much more fun for us. Like can I can anybody agree with me? If you are a woman, a gay man, a they, them, 
any type of part of the fucking LGBTQ plus rainbow, life is just more fun. So don't limit yourself because we don't want to be living out like these heterosexuals. Ew, that ain't for us. Number eight, the ones who manage their alcohol intake will be at the top while the ones who can't will be second call. Yeah, I, I definitely I think this applies to I mean everybody, but I think specifically younger gays. When you're in an environment and you start getting uncomfortable, you want to drink and you just don't know your limit, especially being around gay men. If you never have been around gay men before, you are going to want to drink because you believe that the more that you drink, the more comfortable you will get. And baby, you are going to get comfortable, but you're going to be sloppy as fuck. And it is not going to be cute. And take this as a lesson. The only people that like sloppy drunks are sloppy people and sloppy people are gross people who probably have bad breath. Yeah. So if you are a younger gay, yeah, you go into a space. It doesn't matter if it's a bar a club or house party, what the fuck ever. It doesn't matter. Manage your fucking alcohol. If the environment is fucking weird and you are socially awkward, here's what you're going to do. You're going to limit yourself to two drinks. And if the vibe after that still is shitty and you're still feeling really awkward and you don't know what to do yeah, go home. You need to go home. So what did we learn from that? Manage your alcohol intake. Don't be a sloppy bitch. And if you ever feel like you're just existing in a space, leave. Go home. It's not worth it. Go do something that's actually going to bring you joy. Number nine, something that I have truly lived with for the past two years. They shall end the ever-going cycle of the first date at the dining table. Guys, why are we still going on first date dinner dates? Why? Why? We are not our parents, okay? We're not. That is some boring ass white people shit. We're done. We have the opportunity to really get to know somebody in an outside environment. That is fun. If you really like somebody, go treat them. Go show them an experience. Go make sure that you stand out above all the other fucking faggots that they're talking to. Because guess what? You think taking a person to a dinner is going to set you apart with your surface level ass conversation? Bitch, no one cares where you work. No one cares how much money you make unless they're a gold digger. Um, and in that case, what's your 401k and what's your life insurance and how much is your house worth? And oh my God, are those Gucci's anyways, but no one cares. Take somebody out, go do something fun with them. Go fucking explore the city, go explore somewhere and get to know each other in an outside environment. Because guess what? The first date is a fucking interview. No people are actually acting truly authentic. So take them out of their environment, truly get to know them and stop fucking wasting your time. Okay. Moving on to the very fucking last one. Number 10, Always embrace the homosexual lifestyle for it will liberate you and allow you to see the world in a different light. Well, for this to truly apply, you have to know and look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I am happy that I am a gay individual, that I'm happy that I'm gay. Now, for this to truly apply, you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I am grateful that I am gay. It is not an inconvenience for me. I love every second that I get to wake up and look at myself and say, thank God I am a gay individual. Because there are people out there that truly do think that being gay is a true inconvenience for them. That if they could take a pill that would turn them straight, they would in two seconds. There's nothing that they wouldn't do. But I'm letting anybody know 
that is listening or knows somebody like that, when you think like that, you are suppressing yourself from living an amazing, authentic life. You are limiting yourself from experiencing everything that life has to offer because when you are living with that burden of feeling like your sexuality and who you are as a person is an inconvenience, well, your life is going to be an inconvenience and it's going to suck. It's going to be boring. The people you meet are going to be boring. It's just not going to be authentic. But if one day you can truly look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself and smile at yourself and be like, I am grateful every single waking second of the day that I am a gay, proud man or gay individual, then that is when you're truly going to unlock everything that life has to offer you. But if you live in the dark and you keep your life separate from who you truly are and you hide that part, you can fake it, but you're miserable and you're not going to be happy. So words to live by, embrace who you are, because if you embrace who you are to this world, this world will embrace you and give you everything that it has to offer. Damn, I sound like fucking Gandhi right now. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for fucking tuning into this episode. Like I'm going to say again, if you like this show, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your homophobic family members. I honestly love, love hanging their death threats on my wall. I'm even thinking about possibly getting a tattoo of one. It just says, I'm going to kill you with this budussy. Anyways, uh, (laughs) it's great. Um, But if you like this show, please subscribe. Please leave a review. It helps me. It helps the show. Um, Give us some feedback. Write in. You guys know I love hearing from you. It makes my whole week. So again, I love you guys so much and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye.